You're tuned into Pure Positive Talk Radio every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, across these great United States of America. As a matter of fact, with our streaming across this great world, billions of people having the opportunity right now. Isn't the Internet amazing? To listen to uh, to the show one eight hundred five four eight eight two five five and many other awesome shows that are available on uh, radio XM Sirius Premier Radio Networks broadcasting out of Studio E in Los Angeles California XM Satellite Radio one sixty eight streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. We are really happy that you've chosen to be a part of this program. Coming up in uh, just a couple minutes, David Gottfried's going to be coming on with us, author of the book, Greening My Life. And one of the questions that I have been so excited to ask David, because he's an expert in this whole arena, is I really want to know the truth about the global warming stuff. You know, And and I'm going to share with him something that I read in the USA Today, which you know is the Bible, the USA Today this week, uh, that talked about it. And it's, and for me, it's really confusing. I don't know about you, but for me, it's really confusing. Is that really that real? Is global warming really that horrendous or is it not? You know, like, so David Gottfried's going to be coming with this, and that's one of many things we'll be talking to him about. Later on in the program, uh, Dr. Aurora Badia, a board certified dermatologist, is on, and we're going to talk about other things, but how bad are t- tanning booths? There's another question, right? You, you see, all kinds of reports that they're absolutely horrendous for us. And are they are they worse than the sun? How could they be worse than the sun? We'll be talking to her. And then what do you do if you ever get skin cancer? Some of the newest options available. And so much more. Uh, I received an email that I, I will share with you at the bottom of the hour about negative political campaign ads. And are they effective? And I'll read that uh, since we're slammed with them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to figure out, do they even work, right? I mean, freaking A, do they even work? We'll we'll talk about that. There's so much going on here. You know, 21 years ago we started because we want to be one of the many steps that you have to improve your life. There's all kinds of things you can do to improve your life. And our show, we hope by bringing on all these different guests, different topics, we can be one of those solution-oriented places for you to come to. And to take it a step further, we're offering you our brand-new book. We're going to give away 1 million copies of our brand-new book, The Power of Focus, How to Exceed Your Own Expectations in Life. We are so interested, concerned, and excited about helping this world to change that we're giving away the first million copies for free. Go to talkdavid.com. You'll see eight different ways you can get the book. Go to talkdavid.com. After we give away the million, there'll be nineteen ninety five. And in the book, we give you step-by-step procedures to follow that you can radically change your life if you follow it. Now, this information that we've brought into the book are from the leading researchers, the the, the leading personal growth experts in the world, and we put it all together in the power of focus. So grab it. And guess what? The minute you get your version of it, you're already automatically entered into the contest to win a $10,000 life coach package with me. So there's a lot of reasons to go get the book and tell your friends to get it, too. It's free at least for the first million people. 1-800-548-8255 is our number, 1-800-548-8255. My guest right now, David Gottfried, author of the new book, 
Greening My Life, a green, a green building pioneer, takes on his most challenging project. He's known as the father of global green building, the founder of the U.S. Green Building Council, World Green Building Councils in 90 countries. David, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. It's so great to be here. I love your show and uh, your focus. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I've got to ask you this question because I've been waiting all week to get this out. So, so David, you know, you, you hear all this stuff about global warming, and you hear from one camp that it's really serious stuff. And then this week in USA Today, and you probably saw it. I'm reading this article. Or it might have been last week. I'm reading this article, and, and there was this guy that was talking about um, – how over the last 30 years, the number of hurricanes and tornadoes and earthquakes and all this kind of stuff has increased so dramatically due to global warming. And then someone on the other side of the equation said that's too short a period of time to be judging if global warming has anything to do with the number of earthquakes, tornadoes, etc. We need a much larger gap. 30 years is way too short. So is global warming that serious? Absolutely, and all scientists pretty much who are acclaimed or Nobel Prize winning will tell you we're way over our threshold of safety for the world. Uh, the safety threshold is about 350 parts per million of CO2, and we're already at 392 is the current number. When they started measuring this, uh, which was at the beginning of uh, civilization, uh, or at least modern, we were at 275 parts per million. And we're increasing at two parts per million every year. At around 400, 450, we're starting to see uh, even more disasters with the dissolving of coral and the acidification of the ocean, which is already hitting now, which also attributes uh, with this increase to these hurricanes and other disasters we're seeing. Well, yeah, and when you look, I mean, logically, we can say, man, it seems like there's a lot more, uh, hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, et cetera. But scientifically, David, has there been that many more? There have. Uh, it's the worst in history, and they keep recording that almost every year. And these dis- disasters and the impact on the people, places all over the world, uh, and the melting glaciers disappearing fast. Uh, is they've measured it, and the scientists are all saying, hey, we've got a problem. We've been hearing that for a couple decades as we continue to grow in terms of and CO2. What, yeah, and, and, and what what are the main causes of this increase in carbon dioxide? What, what, what are the main reasons that this is happening? Well, it's energy and the fuel we're burning. The oil um, is probably the worst, coal certainly contributes. In China, their growth, as we know, is just massive with two to three new coal plants coming online each week to fuel their growth. They're about half the world's construction industry, and their square footage uh, is, is going nuts with that urbanization. They have about 15 million people coming from rural to urban every year. What are they doing to house them? They're building high-rise, and they need to fuel all these, so they're burning coal. Uh, not just China. All of us are burning more energy. The cloud, which I love, we love, is the fastest growth is data centers. 
growing at quantum leaps in energy use. They're only about 2 to 3% of the energy is in data centers, but it's astoundingly growing at 12% a year. And mm. that's a huge compounding like every four or five years, as right. well as cars. Cars and deforestation, uh, autos uh, are a huge source as we give cars to the 7 billion here on Earth. Not all can drive, but... If you look at the car statistics in India and China over the last twenty years, it's just gone nuts. And and another another thing I want you to define for us is a carbon footprint. Tell tell us what a carbon footprint is. Well, different ways to measure that. You can um, look at your personal carbon footprint. You can look at a corporate carbon footprint. And corporations are base casing their footprint with, with different measurements depending on where you are, there are even laws around that, and uh, base casing and then measuring. Uh, that can include your travel, your automobile, the fuel for your house or your office buildings. At a manufacturer's site, it's the energy used in manufacturing. If you keep moving the boundary, it could be the extraction and transportation energy of the material goods. And even at the back end of taking down a building, or uh, there's the back end energy of disposal, uh, cradle to grave. Uh, ideally, it should be cradle to cradle. And right. you can calculate that per square foot, even per person. And then, okay, and then we'll, we're going to get into this whole green building thing, but another question I have for you. So the argument for recycling, you know, when you go into your grocery store and you have the option of paper bags or you have the option of plastic bags, does it really matter? Well, you should, the answer is neither. You shouldn't have either. You should carry your own cloth bags. Um, first question is, you know, do you need all that? Uh, right. So uh, look at consumption first. Then a cloth bag would be just fine if we can remember to buy them and keep them in the trunk and go into the grocery store with them and use it again. The paper, uh, a lot of the paper now has high recycled content, and they are recyclable. A lot of the plastic bags, or some of them, are biodegradable, which is better. Some cities just got rid of the plastic and said, forget it. Mm -hmm. um, but it does matter. The normal plastic just doesn't degrade in landfills. And does recycling really work to help us? Absolutely. The landfills are full. No one wants to do one in their backyard. And uh, there's so much that uh, doesn't have to be waste that can be feedstock for the next creation. If it's uh, food from your kitchen or the restaurant, that can be beautiful compost. That can be the uh, organic uh, fuel for new plants. We can drive cars, as I do, on biofuel made from French fry oil from the local restaurant. The cardboard <laughs> is, is high feedstock. Aluminum is like gold. And clothing can be worn by somebody else. Even buildings can be disassembled and the pieces sold, and they have value as does the steel and the copper in them. Uh, we used to do all that in, during the Depression and World War II. We understood that culture. That's what my grandparents grew up with. Right. We're talking to David Godfrey. David, I'm going to ask you to hang there. We're going to go to an important break. We're going to come back and, and talk more about this whole green movement, your experience, how you got involved with it. 
David Gottfried, author of Greening My Life, a green building pioneer, takes on his most challenging project. Much more to come. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. You're tuned into David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. I am David Essel. Stay right there. USA and the world every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 uh, Pacific. Welcome aboard. Glad that you're with us here. David Essel in the box celebrating 21 years in positive talk radio. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. My guest, David Gottfried, author of the book, Green in My Life. David, in a perfect world, what is the optimal end result of your new book that you would like to see happen? Well, I'm trying to draw people inside to understand that in green, if you want to green your home, your world, your kids, you start inside with yourself. And you need to clean up your own act and define what is a green life for yourself. What's one that is also regenerative and creates purpose and legacy where you not only understand your mission and a strategic plan for your own life, but you rock it. And in so doing, you make more money, you're happier, and you also create a better planet that will be here for your kids and their kids. It's more sustainable. So it's got a ROI linked not only to green, but to your life. David, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here laughing because I have I loved it, but I have never heard anyone say. And what I want to see the world do is to get their life green and rock it. <laughs> I've never heard anyone put those phrases together, but you mean that, don't you? Absolutely. And we're here. We don't know if we'll be here again. You need to use every day to hit it. But you have to define what that means and how. Just making a lot of money is not enough. You have to make money that not only is fulfilling for yourself, but also ensures a legacy for this planet. Not just making a ton of money and handing it off to the kids or the foundation of the charity. That's good, but how did you make that money? What's your legacy? Does that legacy lessen the carbon footprint of the world? And do you hand off stewardship and something that grows when you're not here that makes this place better. How did you get involved in this whole green movement and, 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 and everything that we're discussing here today? Where did it start for you? Was, was, there, was there a mentor? Was there a, a defining moment when you woke up and something happened? You said, I, I've got to turn this around. Well, I grew up as a backpacker in Yosemite as a kid, fell in love with nature and trees and no waste. In school at Stanford, I studied engineering and solar in the late 70s, early 80s. I uh, learned about Ehrlich's work, and my mentor, Gil Masters, a Meredith professor, who's still teaching 30 years later, he taught us about the statistics of Earth and World Watch Institute, State of the World, and vital signs, and I took it seriously. Then I became a developer and saw when we put up buildings, we didn't care. We only cared about money. But that was incongruent with what I had learned. So I'm just trying to build a bridge between the economy 
and earth and natural systems and ensuring a future and keep capitalism on the table. So if you're super uber green, you're a billionaire, and if you're a polluter, you're broke and bankrupt. A minute and a half left, David. Give us some tips that the that anyone can do to start to improve their life and to make it more green. What is the base case what you're doing? Your car, your home, your energy, your water, your waste, your work, the products you create. Understand where you're starting. And then look at improving. Can you lessen the base case? And it could be economic, too. I, I'm a capitalist. I like to make my money through green. And map out also why are you here? What's your personal mission and strategy so that you have an ROI return on your full life, but one that has stewardship, legacy, uh, and something you're proud of, and your kids also that are there as well. And get on the journey. Stop just, you know, watching so much TV or, or chasing just the buck. Look at how you make it so that it's aligned with congruence, purpose, legacy, mission, and a future. If you, if there's one major change that you want to make that you haven't made yet that you think will have an impact uh, on your life in this world, what would that one major change be for you that you haven't yet, yet done? I want to connect the greening of our own lives and defining that in our own performance with the economy and the future and green building. So we could have green cars, green homes, but we'll still kill each other and kill ourselves. So we got to get inside and connect that peace and contentment with economy and have it all aligned. Otherwise, we're just going downhill. And that's why I invented the Life Balance Sheet rating system, wrote Greening My Life. And now we're doing Regen Academy. So that we're going to try to train on that. Uh, David, if it's okay, I'd like to give a URL where people can learn more. Yeah, absolutely. So it's dgodfrey.com forward slash, and then we use your name, forward slash E-S-S-E-L, to just get this dialogue going and help all of us figure out our direction, but link it to increased ROI. So I want to get into everyone full, because I think you are the atom of change. And if we can make that renewable and regenerative, I think we'll have a chance here on Earth. Grab your pen, ladies and gentlemen. The website, again, is D. Gottfried, G-O-T-T, D as in letter D, as in David, his first name, D. Gottfried, G-O-T-T-F-R-I-E-D dot com slash Essel, E-S-S-E-L, D. Gottfried, G-O-T-T-F-R-I-E-D dot com slash Essel. Go there now, bookmark it, get the information. The name of the book is Greening My Life. David Gottfried is my guest. Greening My Life, available, of course, we're all book are so david thank you you are a book of wisdom my man well thanks for your great work and one thing i'll just add is if you go there you can get the first chapter of the book for free and it starts where i started it's called my ungreen life and we can go on the journey but all of your work david is in this area and i think uh, we should all salute that as well with your power of focus and you're clearly getting the same message uh, that I am and uh, doing great work. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, David. Wonderful to have you on, and I look forward to having another opportunity to chat in the future. I, I look forward to turning together. All right. Thank you, David. 
1-800-548-8255. David Essel in the box with you. Remember, as we were just talking to David Gottfried, at any time in your life, you can turn it around. You can turn your life around. The way you treat the earth, the way you treat each other, the way we treat each other. I'm David Essel. More to come. Stay there. David Essel alive every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Welcome aboard, gang. Streaming on XM Satellite Radio 168, talkdavid.com. When we are darn proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network, 1-800-548-TALK. In a minute, we're going to be going to uh, one of your questions that we received about the negative political ads. Do they work or do they not work? We'll, we'll be touching on that. Uh, I'll be sharing with you, if you're not part of our DEA texting club, it's a free service. We offer a lot of free services here to keep you inspired. I'll be giving you the texting club information in a minute. You can text right away, become a part of it, get free information every week. Uh, and then I wanted to answer this question that just came in. Um, what is the average amount of weight someone could expect to lose if they were doing all the right things? And there was a smiley face there on a weekly basis. Uh, uh, that's the first question. So let me go to that one. Two pounds a week is average. You know, if you're doing the right things, if you're cutting back on junk food and watching uh, the amount of food that you eat that is unhealthy and you're exercising 45 minutes of walking a day, five to six days a week is is really what's probably necessary to lose weight. Uh, you can see you can guesstimate on average over the course of 12 months, about two pounds a week. So anything more than that, maybe not be realistic to, to, to keep going. For the average person. So two pounds a week is what we shoot for. And then the second part of the question is, uh, what is the most weight that you've ever seen in a year? Me personally, uh, working with a client, I worked with a client that lost 100 pounds in 12 months. Now, how she did it was six days a week, an hour a day of walking. And 12 months to the day later, she had met her goal and lost 100 pounds. But I want to tell you something. This chick, if it was raining, sleeting, snowing, hurricane, she was out there walking. So it was an unbelievable sign of dedication, determination, and she achieved her goals. The texting club, if you want to be part of the David S. Alive VIP text club, you're going to get right away... Uh, an audio, the three keys to manifestation for free, an audio. And then once a week, every Saturday, you'll get a gift from us. It might be a video, it might be an audio, it might be something else, but it's always based on motivation. And this is a free service we offer. Just type in the number 69302, 69302, then type the message, Talk David, and hit send. So type in the number 69302, then type the message in, talk David, and hit send. And then you're going to get instantly the three keys to manifestation audio, and then once a week you'll get an additional motivational gift. So there you go with that. Uh, oh, also, yes, and we continue to have to give this information out because we get so many individuals asking about it. Um, there is 
if, if there's a key to life change, it's accountability. If there's one thing that people could say, okay, I'm just going to do one thing, what is it? It's being held accountable. I, I'm not kidding you. That's it. It's, and most of our massive life changes do not happen by ourselves. A number of years ago, we created a program called the Master Mentor Program, and it's the highest form of all the life coaching programs we offer. It's the highest form of accountability. I work with you twice a week for 52 straight weeks, twice a week on the phone for 52 straight weeks, and there's email in between. This is the highest life coaching accountability program that we offer. If you want more information on it, go to talkdavid.com. There's a write-up there. Email me, and I'll send you even more. Just go to talkdavid.com and say, I want information about the Master Mentor Program. It's the highest form of accountability we offer. 52. Now, if you can imagine working with me for 52 weeks, <laughs> and this energy doesn't change, gang, but if you want to make a radical change with maybe the money you're making, your body, your relationships, maybe recovering from an addiction, whatever, the, getting closer on your spiritual path, it's exciting. We're highly successful. I, I'll send you endorsement notes from people that have done the program in the past 12 solid months with me twice a week. Go to talkdavid.com, email me. Uh, master mentor program, and I'll get you all the information. Talkdavid.com. All right, here's something fascinating to me because uh, I know people talk about it because this is not a political show. We normally don't. But listen to this. I know you're Mr. Positive. <laughs> so, what do you think of the TV ads uh, the presidential candidates use? The negativity of these ads seems like such a waste. Do negative ads work? Would positive ads work better? I think this is such a great question. I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not as optimistic about life as you are, but I often wonder if these negative ads actually help anyone. What do you think about that? Do you think that, um, do you think that the negative campaigning ads work? 1-800-548-8255. You know this show is all about positive work, right? But do you think those, those negative political ads work? Number one. Number two. Do you think, in this day and age, if one of the candidates switched to purely positive campaign ads, do you think that would work? Do you think that if, if, if Obama or Romney, if one of these guys all of a sudden just made a huge switch and went to only positive campaign ads, do you think that would have a more positive or powerful impact on the campaign race than the negative ads that are being used, 1-800-548-8255, Do you think that the, the sensationalism around the negative ads really makes a difference? Like if you're watching a campaign ad that's putting down the opponent, do you think that that makes you feel more secure with your the person who is your candidate? Would would those type of ads help you to switch? Like if you ever watched one of those ads and said, you know what I'm going to do now that I know that Romney said this or Obama said this, because look, at, and this isn't a political show. I'm going to say that again. I don't care who you're voting for. I could care less. I just want to know, do you think that the ad, if these ads were switched, if they went from a positive tone they went to that positive tone instead of an attack tone. Do you think that would help one of these candidates? Do you think that might put a candidate ahead, above, and beyond where they are right now? It's a neck-to-neck -neck race. It'd be a radical change, wouldn't it?
but do you think it would work? 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Would you, would you like all of a sudden look if one of the candidates started putting out and never said a thing about their opponent and just started really working hard from a positive perspective, would it have a difference on this campaign, on this race? I have to wonder if it would. And and just because it hasn't been done does not mean anything to me. Just because no one's out there making a radical change and trying something from a positive perspective doesn't mean it wouldn't work to me. I want to know what you think. And it's a, it, it's a great question this person asks, you know. I often wonder if the negative ads actually work. Would positive ads work better? We have seen a proliferation for decades now of this type of campaign, and it's only gotten, I believe, worse from my perspective. So you would think with this long of a use of these type of ads that they might be effective. They must be effective, right? Or why would they put all their money into them? But but are they really? Are they really, are they accomplishing the goal? I wonder if they, in your opinion, don't you think that if, that if one of the candidates all of a sudden just said, you know, I am going to just go to the opposite direction of what everyone else is doing. All political campaign ads are negative in some way, it seems like. So I'm going to take a totally different stance. Do you think that that would help that person? Would it help you making a decision? Would it, would it give you a different light? Would it make you think differently about both opponents? 1-800-548-TALK. Let's go to Michigan. Dave, you're on with David Essel. Hey, David. Hey, Dave. Hey, tell me what your thoughts are on this. Well, you know, quite frankly, uh, I think the negative ads are terrible. People don't really pay that much attention to them. I think, really, we really ought to have some legislation on this to just say that if you're going to have a political ad, you can only talk about yourself and what you're going to do. Interesting. Interesting. Now, Dave, do you think that, that, that if one of the candidates switched gears right now and all they did was put out powerful, positive messages, do you, do you think that that would have an impact, a, a positive impact? Or do you think that because these type of ads have been around for so long that it might just be totally not even paid attention to? Well, I think it would have a positive impact on the, on that candidate. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's really what they ought to be talking about themselves. And, and obviously they're going to talk positive when they do that. But really, they really got to get things out there is what they're going to do when they get in office, what, the, what they're going to do on all the issues. And that's what people want to hear. They don't want to hear somebody bashing another guy because most of the time it's not factual. So, you know, it's like <laughs> it really, I think it goes negative against the, 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 the guy that's putting the ad out there. Yeah. And so why do you think, and Dave, I agree with you 100%, by the way, okay? I really think that if someone would have the strength to go out and change this routine and do positive-based ads only, I think it would have a huge impact. And then, then the question is, why do you think they're staying with the old campaign rhetoric of tearing apart the opponent? That's a great question. You know, it's really, I don't know, I just think it's, uh, they think it works, I guess. And, and, and perhaps for the uninformed, it does work. I, I don't know. Yeah. 
Well, and I and I I don't know the percentage of Americans um, that are optimistic, positive thinkers that um, that look for you know the good in situations in life. I don't know. I do know it's a lot easier, Dave, to stay negative, cynical. Uh, I do know it's a lot easier. So maybe they're feeding into the ease factor. That could be. That could very well be. But I just would really like to see them all turn the, turn their ads towards themselves and. Uh, uh, focus on what they would do and, and, and inform people instead of all these negative ads. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Dave, thank you so much for the call. Sure thing. Thanks a lot. Okay, man. 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-8255. After these messages, we'll continue. What do you think? Do you think these negative ad campaigns are actually are effective? And why do you think we haven't yet switched if they're not effective? Do you think that they are, though? Do you think that they actually work would you be happier, Dave, as Dave just said, he really thinks it should be the message about what they're going to do versus attacking. Do you agree with Dave? Do you think that he's right on the, on the money, that the candidates need to be just talking about proactive steps and what I'm going to do instead of trying to bash the other person? 1-800-548-8255. Am I like barking up a tree that people are going, whatever, let's just let them do what they want to do. Do you not care at all about the, the, the work that we could be doing and the measures we could be taking to change? And why do you think, if so many people are against the negative campaigning, why is it still with us? 1-800-548-8255. David Essel in the box, bringing a positive look in our world. Stay right there. is always greener right here on david essel live positive talk radio for 21 years in a row broadcasting live out of studio e in los angeles california xm satellite radio channel 168 streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com if your friends do not yet have xm radio make sure that you tell them to pick up the positive vibes that we share here every week at uh, talk david Dot com. Before the break, we were talking about uh, the presidential negative ad campaigns. Dave from Michigan gave us a call. Uh, he said it needs to switch. Uh, Martha just sent a note in saying negative ads work just like you say. It's easier to gossip than to be truthful. So they work if you like gossip and tru- uh, untruthfulness, I guess. huh? Brad, uh, positive ads would take an enlightened candidate to use. We do not have one, according to Brad. Uh, Kathy just wrote in 1-800-548-8255 is the number 1-800-548-8255. Kathy says, uh, uh, I agree with uh, caller Dave, uh, positive ads are needed. I think most of us tune out all ads except those people who are cynical or angry. They feed off the negative ads. And that's my point. You know, I, I agree with you, Kathy. I think that. The people that like those negative ads are individuals who are probably pretty cynical anyway, and they love to know that someone's being put down. So remember this in life. Remember this. Whenever we are talking poorly about someone else, we feel, and I mean this for everyone in life, we feel 
that that is the best way for us to feel more smug, more confident, more right, more righteous. And actually, it's the opposite. If you understand psychology at all, the most confident people in life, the most self-aware people in life have no need to gossip to put anyone else down. They don't need that. It's a waste of time. Think about that, not only in the presidential campaign, but also in your life. It's easy to gossip. It's easy to gossip about politics. It's easy to gossip about the race. It's easy to gossip about how your sports team got screwed. It's easy to put your former partner down. It's easy to put your boss down. And every time we do it, it's karma, baby. Whatever we think, say, and do is coming back to bite us in the gluteal. I guarantee it. And if it's not in a month, a week, a day, it could be in a year or 10 years, but it's all coming back. You cannot avoid karma. (laughs) 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Now, here's an interesting question for this show. We'll keep the different format here going. Uh, I'm looking to buy a new car, and I want to know if 0% financing is a good deal. Listen, for all your car questions, I'll tell you where you need to go. KBB.com. Kelly Blue Book. KellyBlueBook.com. KBB.com. It is an amazing site. My brother turned me on to it. I go there now looking for information for clients that are doing things like buying a car. I go there for other and to help other people that are trying to make decisions. If you have anything about selling your car by yourself, buying a new car, what's your trade-in value, what's the what's the value of a used car you're looking to buy, and then questions like this: zero percent financing. Is it now? Here's something that Kelly Blue Book could say: is that zero percent financing is awesome. However, sixty percent of people who are brought into a dealership because the dealer runs an ad, right? And the ad says 0% financing on this car. And you go, oh, my God, i got to go in. Something like, according to Kelly Blue Book, 60% of people who apply for those loans are turned down. So you might say that some dealers are doing heavy promotion just to get you in the door, and then they're going to go, oh, sorry, you know, only 40% of people. They're not going to tell you only 40% of people get those loans. But only 40% of people are going to get this loan. But now that we have you here... And the rest is history. So, zero percent financing—it's an awesome deal if you can, uh, if you have the credit to get it. But go to kbb.com to find out more information about all of your car buying needs. As a matter of fact, uh, one of my clients uh, last week, a woman, a single woman, wanted to sell her car and buy a new car, and I'm working with her on some other goals in her life, and we started talking about it, and I said, "Go to YouTube." and Google how to buy a car. Go to YouTube and Google how to sell your own car. Well, the next week when we had the session, she could not stop ranting and raving about that advice I gave her. You know, because there's so much information out there that can really, really help us. Uh, another one 800 Another question just came in. Uh, what are the best natural remedies for anxiety? I do not want to go back on anti-anxiety medication from my doctor. I'm trying to do it on my own. I've been off for three months and need some serious help. All right. So let me give you some options. Uh, number one, learn meditation. Before I give you any kind of natural supplements, number one, learn meditation. But learn it from a CD. Don't try to learn it from a book or learn it from YouTube. 
But the best would be a CD. Get a CD, learn how to meditate. Unbelievable for anti-anxiety. Deep breathing techniques. Learn deep breathing techniques. A little different than meditation, but highly effective that you can do anywhere. In a bus, while you're driving, in your office, in the bathroom at work, if you're starting to feel anxiety. Uh, Acupuncture. Acupuncture can be phenomenal at helping with anxiety. And then for a couple supplements, uh, Gabitrol. G-A-B-A-T-R-O-L, phenomenal for anxiety. Gabitrol, G-A-B-A. GABA is one of the neurotransmitters in the brain for relaxation. So Gabitrol, wonderful for anti-anxiety. And also Gabacom, uh, G-A-B-A, Gabacom, G-A-B-A-C-A-L-M. It's a sublingual, uh, Gabacom, G-A-B-A-C-A-L-M. Gabacom. So check all of those things out. But you know, one thing I want to caution you on, a lot of times we're so in this, let me get it fixed today type mentality. Give me a supplement. Give me something to take. Give me medication, right? And I'm not against natural supplements by any means. I'm not against them at all. However, try some behavioral changes as well. Don't just rely on that quick fix. Try some behavioral changes. Remember, At any time in any day in your life, you can turn it all around. Whatever you desire, if you have a plan, let's go after it. Be bold, be strong. I'm David Essel. Stay there.